Welcome to Voice of Thunder, where we declare the earth-shattering truths of God's Word about culture, family, and church. I'm your host, Lance McKenzie. Books can change your life. Books can change your life. This last year, I've read about 37 books, and I have found it to be immensely helpful for me over this last year. And I wanted to share with you some of these books that have just been really life-changing. I've read 37 books cover to cover. Now, I've started and stopped probably about as many as that. Uh, Sometimes you get into a book and you're like, man, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But cover to cover, 37 books on a variety of subjects over the last year. And I want to give you some of the best books. And we're going to cover three areas. We're going to cover the Christian walk, number one. Number two, we're going to cover the uh, preaching and, and improving your preaching skills. And then number three, uh, we're going to cover books on self-improvement. So those three areas we're going to look at together. We're going to do three different podcasts. So these are going to be coming out uh, weekly, three different podcasts over three weeks. And I, I hope it's helpful for you. You step into the new year. Uh, January 2024, that you have some some books to help you. There's nothing like a book to change your life. And I, I can firmly attest to the fact that books do change my, your life, and they have changed my life. So we're going to talk first about some uh, books about the Christian walk to help you in your Christian walk. One of the first books that I really enjoyed was called Practicing the Power by Sam Storms. Now, a little background about Sam Storms. Sam Storms was a graduate from Dallas Theological Seminary, and he was a cessationist. He was taught in seminary and believed his whole life uh, that the gifts of the Spirit are not relevant for today, that God doesn't do any works by the, by the Holy Ghost anymore, uh, until he had an encounter where he experienced the gifts of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost, and it changed his theology and changed his life. Uh, today, he's pastoring a church in Oklahoma City, and he uh, f- writes and speaks frequently on the gifts of the Spirit and the Bible. So I really love this because not only does he talk about the gifts of the Spirit, but he also gives arguments for why we should believe that God can still do mighty uh, wonders today and, and through the church, how God can do mighty wonders. So I really love that about the book. Um, I'm just going to read you a little bit of the back cover of the book. So that we can get an idea of what the book is about. It says, The Bible teaches us that we are to be filled with God's Spirit and that God's presence and grace is manifested among His people as they serve, love, and minister to one another. I love that. (laughs) Yet some of the gifts that God offers to His people aren't commonly seen in many churches today. The gift of prophecy, healing, tongues, and other supernatural gifts of God seem to be absent. And many Christians are unsure how to cultivate an atmosphere where God's Spirit can work while retaining committed to the foundational truth of God's word. In practicing the power, pastor and author Sam Storms offers practical steps to understand and exercise the gifts of the Spirit in a way that remains grounded in the word and centered in the gospel. So I really like that. I want to give you some quotes now from the book that I wrote down that to me were super helpful. Uh, I think three different quotes here is what I got. So kind of give you a little bit of a, of a foretaste, a little bit of a sampling. It says here, Jesus is not telling us That when doubts start to creep in, you should put your hand over your ears, close your eyes, and say to those doubts over and over again, I can't hear you. That's not faith. That's make-believe. That's spiritual pretending. On the other hand, we are responsible to take steps of faith in our heart. We're 
can do things by God's grace, which will expand our confidence in God's goodness and his greatness and help diminish, if not drive out our doubts. And so I love that perspective on faith. Sometimes I see the way faith is talked about today. It's almost, uh, it, it's almost talked about like a, more, more, more like witchcraft and less like biblical faith in God, more like faith in ourselves and less in faith in God. So I really like his perspective on that. Another quote from the book, a church must be theologically literate and sufficiently familiar with the Bible so that they can effectively judge and evaluate both the sources and meanings of dreams, visions, prophecies, and other subjective impressions. And I love that. I think that is a very true statement that if you are going to be led of the spirit, you're going to have to have time in God's word whereby you understand whether or not this is God. Right. So I really like that. And the last quote from him, um, when people are told to not biblically analyze or evaluate a phenomenon, but simply receive it on the supposition that the mind is the enemy or obstacle to intimacy with God. They are being manipulated. I love that. When people are told to not biblically analyze a phenomenon or an impression, to biblically evaluate, they are being manipulated. I love that. And so I really liked his perspective. Uh, some takeaways for me that I really enjoyed about the book. Uh, it has a great guide on how to integrate the gifts of the Spirit into the, the normal everyday church service. How to do it to where you still keep an order of service, right? You're not. You're not just running willy-nilly, not just everybody, anybody, because you, let's be honest, you have some weirdos that show up and, and they want to give you a prophecy or a sign or whatever. And, and you want to be very careful that, that you only allow people to practice the gifts who are approved in the church. And so he has some different ways on how to integrate that. He's extremely biblical. That was also something I liked. Being a, a Dallas theological graduate, he, he just was extremely biblically based every single definition for a gift of the spirit he was very careful and very lengthy to explain and understand it entirely biblically how he uh, defines it and explains it and so i just really like that and i liked that he was a former cessationist who has now become a continuous he believes in the gifts of spirit and so i love that so that's some of the things i really enjoy uh some negatives are he is not a classical pentecostal and so that's something that for me, is important. So as you're reading the book, keep that in mind. He's not a typical classical Pentecostal, but he still has wonderful things to say. And I love the fact that it is biblically based. Another book I really enjoyed was called Miracles Today by Craig Keener. All right, here's the back cover of the book. It says, leading New Testament scholar Craig Keener addresses common questions about miracles and provides compelling reasons to believe in them today, including many accounts that offer evidence of verifiable miracles and i have got a lot of stories for sermons from this so if you're a preacher and you want this for stories you can get it for that but if you're just a, a christian in the pew too man these are so encouraging I, I there are many times before i go to church i will listen to these before i go to church because it's just so encouraging it builds my faith and i show up with greater expectancy and greater encouragement believing that god might do something and he's got all kinds of incredible stories in there and these are all verified too they're not just like Hey, my great uncle told me the story, but like he has gone and talked to the eyewitnesses who saw it themselves. So these are verified stories. They're not something made up. They're, 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 not, they're, they're verified. So some of, the, some of these different stories in there, you know, first of all, he gives some stories on doctor reports. So he gives stories on doctor's reports. He also gives stories about video recordings. So again, these are verified. You know, doctors have verified it. 
video recordings have verified it. Um, he, he talks about blind men seeing. He talks about lame men walking. He talks about the dead being raised. He gives examples of atheists who have uh, witnessed miracles and, and verified them. Uh, and he even tells a story about a man. I'll give you this quick story. A man who had is in another country. He was a, a pagan, a heathen, and he was brought to a church. And he was angry at the church because they were converting many of his friends and neighbors. And halfway through the preaching, this paralyzed man screams out that the God of these Christians is garbage. And his gods are garbage because he's been praying for years to be healed of his paralysis. And he says, you know, and now you want me to pray in the name of Jesus. And as soon as he says the name of Jesus, his hand shot straight up in the air. According to the eyewitness reports, his hand shot straight up in the air. This man in his 70s, pagan, heathen, his whole life, not a Christian. And it shocked him. His entire body immediately received strength. He stood up. He could walk around and he ran up on the platform and grabbed the microphone from the preacher and began to shout to everybody around, look what Jesus just did for me. Incredible. And what's even better is it's an eyewitness story. Something that multiple eyewitnesses reported. And so I, I love stuff like that. That's verified, but also that, that is, is just awesome stories of God healing people. It builds my faith. So that's something you can listen to or, or, or you can find um, online. You can find an audiobook format or you can go find it in a book format. Another book I really enjoyed was 50 Pentecostal Pioneers. And like I said, it's 50 of them. So you've got a large assortment uh, from many different backgrounds. For me, reading them, it was very encouraging. Uh, so many awesome miracle stories, and many of them are eyewitnesses that the author talked to, the, the writer of the book talked to these people. And so I really love that. It's also historical because you kind of get, you get the history of how the Pentecostal movement started back in the early, or excuse me, late 1800s, early 1900s. And then they, you know, they talk about all, most of the, the big-named uh, Pentecostal pioneers. Uh, what I did not like about the book is they included people in there that, I wouldn't include. So that's, you know, for me, you know, I wouldn't include Roman Catholics in there, but they included Roman Catholics. They included a, a wide assortment of people. So that's the negative I, I did not like in the book. Um, but the, well, I, one thing I did like about it is that they included the warts and all. They told the good, bad, and ugly about everybody. And I, I like that they were honest. I felt they were honest at least. They weren't going to cover over or ignore uh, controversial areas of people's lives. So I really enjoyed that and the 50 Pentecostal Pioneers. Another book I really enjoyed was I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Norman Geisler and Frank Turek. And to me, this was an awesome book. It's one of those books that you just want to give to your kids, to your grandkids, to your brothers, to your sisters, to just everybody because uh, it's so good. And it's, it's to me, it's well-written too. It's not it's not so intellectual and so high up there that, that you know, it, it, it's written in a way that practically anybody can read it and receive from it. And um, I, I want to read here the back cover of the book so you can kind of get an idea of what the book is about. To some, the concept of having faith in a higher power or a set of religious beliefs is nonsensical. Indeed, many view religion in general and Christianity in particular as unfounded and unreasonable. Norman Geisler and Frank Turk argue, however, that Christianity is not only more reasonable than other religious beliefs, but indeed more rational than unbelief itself. And so they do. that's what the book is about. I really love what they did. That I really enjoyed was they started from back, like, like, all the, like outside the Bible, 
and they worked their way down to the Bible. So they didn't start with scripture. They started. They showed how creation proves the existence of God. How could we find God? How do we, how how could you seek to discover who God is? And they worked their way to the Bible. So I really like that um, about them. Here are a couple of quotes to kind of wet your whistle. It says, "If all space, time, and matter were created out of nothing, then there must be a cause that is eternal, that exists outside of time, space, and matter." And here's another quote. Jesus, Jesus had 43 witnesses to his life. However, Tiberius only had 10 witnesses to his life. We are more sure of Christ's resurrection than Tiberius was emperor of Rome. I love that. Um, really easy to read. Really uh, lots of good facts and information. Uh, I would definitely recommend and recommend you buy some copies to give other people. So those are some books that can help you in your Christian walk for the next year. For me, those are some of the most impactful to build my faith, to encourage me, uh, to encourage me to step out in the, in the gifts of spirit, to have a strong faith in, in what I believe in. Uh, I just really enjoyed all these books. I hope they're helpful. Uh, I also want to give a few, at the end of this podcast, I want to give a few different uh, reasons for why books and some tips on, on, on reading books and, and how to read more because that's always the hard part you know how, how do i find time to read so i'll start with first why do we read books and that's kind of a, a for a lot of people they're like well i can just go listen to a podcast i can go watch a youtube video why should i read a book well one reason is that they are reliable books are reliable podcasts according to what i have read podcasts legally are very uh they're very new and they're not very well regulated, right? Books have been around forever. And if you plagiarize, if you take someone else's work and claim it as your own, if you say something falsely, if you fall, you know, you give a false report or whatever, and you put it in a written form, there's more opportunity for legal action against you. So that means that books are more reliable. You're more sure that what you're reading in that book is, is true information. It, it, this, is, this is accurate information, right? So that's one reason why, uh, and, and we'll do this at the end of every podcast in this series on why, uh, why, why, why books, right? So I want to give you a reason, and I'm going to give you now a tip on, uh, on how to read books better. So one thing that I, I would do if I was you is go get you an audiobook service. I could not listen and, and read the books I read without audiobooks. Most of these I have read as an audiobook format. So I would encourage you to go, go get you an audiobook service. You can get Audible. I don't do Audible personally. Uh, I know other people who do, but I prefer something called Ever And. They recently changed their name. It used to be Scribed, but they've, they've now changed the name of it to Ever And. E V E R. A-N-D, ever, and. And for me, without the audiobooks, I could never got through it. I can do it while I'm driving, being an evangelist, I'm on the road a lot. And so having the ability, you know, I'm driving two hours to pull up a phone and pull up an audiobook and listen to it for two hours. I mean, that's awesome. You know, uh, something else I do for audiobooks is I, I never listen to them at their normal speed. Never. Because if I did that, I could never get through it. If you go listen to an audiobook, there are eight hours long normally that's a typical what i have found most time they're eight hours long there's no way i can listen to 37 books in a year eight hours long and i lose oftentimes i lose attention 
I can't stay concentrated on it. And so what I do is I will listen to it on 1.5 speed ever and you can change the, their speech rate, how fast they're speaking. Uh, and if it's something that's redundant, they've already talked about this or something I already know, I put it on 2x speed. Like it's like speeding through it, you know. So, and for me, it's, you might think of that, well, Lance, you know, you're not getting all the information if you do that or whatever. But here's the, here's the truth. Many times authors put in their repetition. They, they put in there the same information over and over again for two reasons. One, they try and cement it in your brain. But number two, sometimes just to reach the page count that they want to reach for the book. No joke. There are a lot of authors that they try to reach a certain number of pages. And so they will give redundant information or give redundant illustrations or examples. They'll have one thought and they'll give you, I'm no joke, I've, been, I've read books where it's one thought and then five different examples of this topic. It's like, why? Well, I don't need five examples. I got it. You gave me one illustration. I'm good. I hope that has been helpful. Like I said, we're going to do three of these total. So I want to do two more. The next one will be on preaching books. And these preaching books, man, they have changed where I preach fundamentally. They have been so incredibly helpful. Doing a 180, I have found my preaching has so greatly improved. So I encourage you to tune in that one. And then the last one will be on self-improvement books. Again, so incredibly helpful. Helpful in having a direction and purpose to clarify my direction and purpose of life. Uh, to find ways to be more efficient in, in, in achieving that goal. Uh, doing things like a weekly review and other things. Uh, finding ways to connect with people better. Finding ways to resolve conflict easier and better. So several different books I have read that were just so helpful to me. And they work. I've practiced them or, and, and they work. And so we're going to talk about those in the next couple of podcasts. going to be re releasing these weekly. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. God bless.